Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
St. Louis and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday morning right here in the Window World, King's Court. KevinSlaytonShow.com is where we broadcast live every morning from 7 to 9. You can hear the podcast, of course, on our website, KevinSlaytonShow.com, but also on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, Google, and any place that you listen to podcasts, you can get our show probably about 20 minutes or so after we're finished. So you can listen to it any time of the day or night, your convenience. Spread the good word because we've broken ground on this show. We actually talk about things based in fact and evidence. Two things you'll never hear out of the mouth of a liberal. Never will you hear facts, nor will you hear evidence. Ever. Trust me. Ever. Our phone lines are open, as they always are. 636 538 0746. This morning you'll hear about these ho- I'm telling you, this is the, the, the comical part of this whole abortion Roe versus Wade thing. There is some comedy. And Hollywood provided it. Now, they didn't do it on purpose, but they provided the high comedy, for me anyway, with the abject stupidity and psychopathic tendencies of these people. This is what happens when you become unfailingly wealthy because God blessed you with some sort of a musical talent or an acting talent. There's nothing else these people offer to society. Nothing whatsoever. And their big mouths and their rants are comical. I love it when they put all capital letters in their stupid-ass tweets. As if I'm going to say, oh my God, Cher is capitalizing everything. I better pay attention. Can you ever imagine yourself paying attention to Cher? I mean, think about it. Or how about pink? Pink, share. Is there anybody named Blue out there? Well, yeah, Blue was the old guy in the uh, Will Ferrell movie, remember? Um, gosh, what was the name of that movie? It was hilarious. Old school. Blue was the old guy going to school, and he was one of the mud wrestlers. So, yeah, there is a Blue. I wonder what Blue thought about it. Pink, th- pink made her message known in all profanity. That's the other part about these Hollywood people. They can't speak unless they're profane. And somehow they think that really gets to us. Woo! Cher just said, fuck you to me. What am I going to do? Oh my God! What will I do? Cher doesn't agree with me. And half of them that weigh in, I don't even know who they are. But it's comedy. It's high comedy. We're going to break that abortion ruling Roe versus Wade down because it was not an abortion ruling. That's why I use the phrase. All of the media and all of the whack job leftists think it was an abortion ruling, but it wasn't. It was a constitutional ruling. And we'll break it down in its simplest terms for you. It's very simple once you open your mind and understand what's, what it's all about. But if you want to be a closed-minded lunatic liberal, you'll never figure out what it's all about. You'll just scream with rage, which is what you people do. You don't have anything else, just rage. The unhappiest human beings on earth are liberals. Rage all day. In fact, I think one of the tweets from a Hollywood person said, just one word comes to mind, rage. (laughs) Rage at the machine. Rage here, rage there, rage everywhere. Some guy named Billy Joe Armstrong, I guess he's a Green Day rock singer. He's renouncing his U.S. citizenship. Thank you. One less of you. Oh, if only they would all follow his lead. 
that would stop us from the need for secession. Because, folks, I don't care what you think. The only way this country ever gets back to its roots is through a civil war or secession. There is no other hope. I posted it on social media yesterday. We'll let them defund their police while we fund our police. Doesn't that make sense to you? Makes sense to me. We'll let them sit around and, well, I would say, let, let me let me put it a different way. We'll educate our kids in the topics and the subjects in school that will serve their futures. They can indoctrinate their kids in whatever nonsense like CRT, sex change, they deem important. It's okay with us. We'll fund our military. You can fund your habitually failing social programs. That's okay, too. Our red states will most certainly have borders. So if you think you can get in without going through the process from a blue state, you'll be sadly mistaken, and you'll find out just how sadly mistaken you are when you spend your life in jail. So why have this hatred and bitterness? We hate them. They hate us. And don't kid yourself. It's pure hatred, especially from their side. I can't stand them. But they they literally want you to die. They truly do. Look, we have different ideas on how to live our lives. So you go live with yours. We'll live with ours. But we're not conforming to you. We're not lawbreakers. We take the Supreme Court seriously. We don't always agree with them. Good grief. I couldn't stand the Supreme Court's decision not to hear a fraud case on the presidential election. Are you kidding But I didn't say, burn the court down. That's it. I'm renouncing my citizenship because I'm not nuts. But do whatever it is you do. We don't really care. And we'll have one six-year term for Congress and for the presidency in our states because that way we won't allow corruption to become a career. Now, the liberals don't want to do this because they won't have us to bitch at and to whine about. So they don't want that. They'll actually have to go out, earn a living. We won't be paying for them anymore. And in their crime-riddled streets, they can thank themselves, while in our states we'll be able to enjoy family vacations with the confidence that our fully funded police will keep us safe. I think that's the answer. Complete and total secession. They're talking about it in Texas. They don't mess around in Texas. They're dead serious. And after you hear some of these liberals talk, you should be too. If you didn't know, if you have your head buried in the sand, this is all about the liberals using this decision to try to change votes in November. And there are actually people who fear that. As soon as the liberals start fear-mongering, people that I know with brains start saying, boy, I hope that doesn't happen. I said, it's not going to happen. Nobody considers abortion an election issue. People vote on their pocketbooks. Always have, always will. Abortion has nothing to do with their pocketbooks, except for this. All of these companies who claim they'll pay for their employees to travel interstate to have an abortion, I have this question for them. Have you checked with the stockholders? Because as a stockholder, I don't want any company that I own stock in using my money to fund abortions. So I'm hopeful that stockholders everywhere rise up. 
and make their feelings known to these companies. I will today. Every single company I own stock in will hear from me today. How effing dare you? I mean, who do these people really think they are? There are these liberals who are calling for an assassination of Clarence Thomas. But you don't hear the liberals talk. Wait a minute, he's a black guy. If they were calling for an assassination of Samuel L. Jackson, which many people would support, you'd hear outrage. Outrage. So you'll hear from Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor of Virginia, black female, who brought the Ku Klux Klan into the conversation, and she did it adroitly and spectacularly. And it will shut any liberal up that you have a conversation with. You'll hear that. You'll hear the Christian drooling Nancy. Then you'll hear the poet drooling Nancy. And you'll hear the fear-mongering drooling Nancy, along with the fear-mongering Wuhan Willie O'Talabiden. You'll also hear nonsensical blubber-blather from Sandy Cortez. <laughs> She's nuts. Mother Jefferson went off the deep end. I don't know if you saw that. But it's good. We'll have it for you. And then we'll try to use some calming voices like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but they hate her now. <laughs> she she was the darling of the liberal cause, but now they hate her. <laughs> That's why I mean, if you look at it properly, you'll find the comedy in it that I find. They are you are witnessing people that are truly insane. And they go to work, some of them. They actually hold down a job while they're insane. It's interesting. I tell you what's not insane, and that's your health care. And if you have health issues and you have to pay out of pocket, you'll understand what I mean. So why not get covered? No, not Obamacare. Good grief. You'll be broke. And you'll never be covered unless you have some catastrophic illness. So maybe a day before you die, Obamacare will pay 10 cents for you. No, that's not the answer. Jordan Krugman is the answer. TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net. TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net. 314-602-4055. 602-4055. He can help you with health, dental, vision, life, Medicare. Folks, he's my health insurance guy. Now, I don't say health insurance agent because he's an independent broker. He's not tied to any insurance company. And he advocates for you the same as he just does for me, for our listeners, for my friends. He will sit down with you virtually, if you'd like, from the comfort of your own home. He just worked a uh, Medicare situation out with a gentleman in Kansas City. So just do it virtually. He'll, he'll get from you what it is you're looking for, what you can afford to pay. He'll, he'll broker the two together and then go out and sell your product and get you the best possible deal. That's why he has some plans with a zero deductible. Zero. Now, he's in 24 different states, including Missouri and Illinois. If you're a small business owner, you want to talk to Jordan. He has saved small business owners tens of thousands of dollars a year while also improving the coverage for the employees, assuring they won't leave. You can't beat it. Medicare, you betcha. Many of the Advantage plans Jordan can give you for a zero monthly premium. But he can help you with Medicare supplements, Part D drug plans, hospital indemnity plans, as well as those um, Advantage plans, and with lots of extras. So, folks, my point is this. You might think you have the best health insurance possible, and maybe you do. 
But isn't it worth a little peace of mind to find out? Maybe you don't. Is it worth the risk? Why not call and find out? 314-602-4055. TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net. Jordan Krugman, The Slayton Guarantee. The Slayton Guarantee. Well, at the risk of making Cher mad, we're going to continue on with the show. We're concerned about her being upset with us, but we're going to continue on. Because these fruitcakes do not dictate what we do. That's why we want a secession. That's why we would love, love, love for a civil war to end all this nonsense. If they want to continue to hate us, continue to threaten us, continue to call for judicial assassinations, then really it's time to either have a civil war and quit pussyfooting around or just leave them. Leave them in the dust where they belong. I mean, Barbara Streisand said the court uses religious dogma to overturn the constitutional right to abortion. There is no constitutional right to abortion, you dumbass. She doesn't just sing the way we were. She is the way she is and always has been, a floating fruitcake of liberalism. This is the same woman that wanted to block a public beach behind her house from anyone else using it. She doesn't know what a constitutional right is. This court is the American Taliban, she said. Oh, and the guy you support actually gave our weapons to the Taliban. Bette Midler. Oh, you can always count on her, right? This Supreme Court is absolutely tone deaf to the will and even the actual needs of the American people. The Supreme Court does not rule according to the will of the people, you jackass. It's not an election of popularity. It's a constitutional debate. It has nothing to do with the will of the people or the needs of the people. It has to do with following the Constitution. So throw all your bull crap out the window. But that's all liberals have. That's all they have. The enormous hate and capitalize, they always capitalize it. Christians, in quotes, have for women who don't tow the Nazi party line. Get ready, gays, you're next. That's all in capital letters, too. But Mark Ruff, Ruffalo, or Ruffalo, I don't know how you say his name either, Ruffalo, he says it's time to fight like hell in any way you know how. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't there a January 6th commission trying to hang Donald Trump because he said, we need to fight like hell over these election rights? Yeah, those are the words. Fight like hell. But here's Ruffalo He says it's time to fight like hell in any way you know how. Any way you know how. President Trump didn't say that. President Trump, in fact, clarified what he meant. Peacefully and patriotically. But not Ruffalo. Are you waiting to hear what Taylor Swift said? I know you are. She's absolutely terrified, she said. After so many decades of people fighting for women's rights to their own bodies... They act like abortion was banned. It hasn't been. Does anybody know who Busy Phillips is? Supposedly an actress. Says, F this sham. F these people. If you're a single issue voter and your issue is taxes, F you too. The Supreme Court is on you. I'm proud the Supreme Court is on me. They made back-to-back decisions last week that I never thought they'd make. But Pink is my favorite. Now, what did she do? Sing one song that was worth hearing? And then that's it? 
But she says, let's be clear. This is the danger, by the way, of overpaying celebrities because they become so wealthy they don't have to care anymore. And thus, they pull this kind of crap. Let's be clear, she said. If you believe that government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay, and here we come with all capital letters, then please, in the name of your Lord, never effing listen to my music again. And also, F right off. We good? She wanted to get a little black there at the end, even though she's a white freak. Uh, let's, let's, let's do be clear for Pink, because Pink is pretty illiterate. Pink is another single-digit IQ liberal. But let's be clear for her, okay? Because she says, if you are good, that racism is okay. Does she understand that the overwhelming number of abortions is perpetrated on black women? Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, wanted to exterminate the black race from the earth, much like Hitler did Jews. I guess Pink's not quite that far along in her history classes. She was too busy out back singing. Or as Forrest Gump would say, singing. (laughs) These people are nuts. Danny DeVito, the little munchkin. Supreme Court, my ass. Woo, Danny, come on, please. But here's my favorite. Monica Lewinsky's actually being quoted on Twitter. So let's see what you're famous for. She won an Academy. Oh, no, wait a minute. She didn't. She won several Emmy. No, she didn't do that either. Oh, she's a, she's a, she's a Grammy. No, she's not. She's none of those things. She's a whore. She had an affair with a married man. That's why she's famous. Hi, I'm Monica Lewinsky. I'm a whore. Thank God I didn't get pregnant with Bill Clinton's baby. But she didn't actually say that. She said, F you Roberts, F you Thomas, F you Alito, F you Gorsuch, F you Coney Barrett. To which I might add, they would all respond in unison to her, F you. Go take your blue dress and shove it up your ass. Nobody cares who you are, what you think. Go find another married man. Hop in a sack. The liberals are so bad that Irene, Ireland Baldwin, Ireland Baldwin, you don't know who that is, neither do I. That's Alec Baldwin's daughter, the one that he called every name in the book while he was threatening to go to Canada if George Bush got elected. Of course, he never did. Instead, he killed someone on his set. But his daughter says, F this absolutely disgusting country. I'm ashamed to be an American. So following her footsteps, she's so ashamed to be an American that she won't leave. While her dad, at this point, is getting away with, at the very least, manslaughter. At the very least. (laughs) Michael Moore, that freak, all capital letters, make your voice heard, flood the streets. (laughs) Oh, they're so good. This is what I'm talking about, comedy. This is where the comedy comes in, and it's just so much fun. This is some singer named Olivia Rodrigo, 19 years old. Don't know who she is. At a concert attended by, I would imagine, a dozen or so people, she called each of these six justices out who voted to overturn. Actually, she didn't. She didn't call Roberts out. She called the other five out. We hate you. We hate you. Oh, my gosh. What will they do? 
Some 19-year-old hates them. And the media hacks, they decided that they would react with fear-mongering and blatant lies. This is as devastating a ruling as can be imagined. This is a court that has just upended a half century of law, of a constitutionally protected right uh, to abortion that affects nearly every family across America in one way or another. Listen, it's a heartbreaking betrayal of of half of the country. Sorry, I'm getting, you know, watching the women there. It's emotional. New debates over other rights that we thought were settled, the right to contraception, the right to same-sex marriage, all of those are thrown into question today. This is going to be a legal civil war between the states. This is monumental because it's the first time we've seen the court take away a right. There really is a a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. (laughs) A legal civil war. No, it's not going to be, unfortunately. It's not going to be a civil war at all, but I hope it, I hope there is one, a real one. I really do. Take away a woman's right. A woman didn't have a right. There is no such right in the Constitution. I mean, how about the one who said this is going to affect every American life in one way or another? Does it affect your life? It doesn't affect mine. No one in my life is out getting an abortion or wants to get one. No one I know does. If they do, it's their business, not mine anyway. So how does it affect me? How about zilch? Zero. How does it affect my family? Zilch. Zero. (laughs) But they want you to think, oh my God, it affects me somehow. Because people can't think for themselves and they know that, so they fear monger you to death. This will be a legal civil war between the states. Ooh, that sounds ominous, even though it doesn't have any meaning. They're coming for your other rights. How about that? That's my favorite all weekend long. They're coming for your other rights. Now, the liberal, the lunatic liberals always call for violence, and this was no different. Okay, well, it's going to be a summer of protesting again. How have we not completely dismantled the government? How? Why? If you're of childbearing age and you can leave the country, you should. So I'm just convinced we need to burn it all down. Because at this point, I don't know what else we're supposed to do. I'm advocating for violence. a girl. Burn it down because I just don't know what else to do. That's how intelligent she is. But that's about the IQ of liberals that I know. That IQ is right there. Someone posted something on social media over the weekend about this. And, of course, what they posted was absolutely absurd. So I simply explained the legal reasoning behind the decision, and that is the Constitution makes no mention of abortion. And when the Constitution doesn't mention something, our country, in our country, it is then left to the states to decide individually on how they view it. It's their law to decide because the people of each state will then decide by virtue of who they vote in. It's a pretty simple concept. Liberals can't wrap their heads around it, though. So do you know what the response was from one of these liberal quack women? Well, uh, uh, I don't see anything in the Constitution about vasectomies either. (laughs) That's their comeback. (laughs) You can't get any dumber than these people. I mean it. You cannot get dumber. They are uneducated, illiterate, 
and psychopathic lunatics. Let's burn everything down. It's the only thing I know what to do. I'm calling for violence. Yeah, a girl. Mommy's proud. How about this? This is the lieutenant governor of California. Now, that shouldn't surprise us. Eleni, let me get her name right. Konalakis. Eleni Konalakis. Only on MSNBC could they unearth someone so unimportant to mouth off about deciding to tell the Supreme Court to go F off. And then she lies when she's stunningly asked if she's advocating that people break the law. Who are these people? Who are these six people? Uh, You know, 25% of Americans have faith in the Supreme Court. What does that mean to this institution? Uh, You know, we have held up the Supreme Court as uh, uh, this authority, as this very important and powerful institution of American democracy. Sadly, I think that this decision is delegitimizing the Supreme Court. Who is Clarence Thomas? Is he my Saudi Arabian father who's going to tell me what I can and cannot do with my body, with my life? And that's what this is coming down to. So these people have a misconception about who is going to listen to them. And so my message to uh, the women and to anyone seeking their reproductive freedom across this country is come to California. You will have that freedom here. But secondly, be prepared to live in defiance of these six people who think that they have the right to tell you what you can Are do you with their body. The because, no. I am telling people that they can access under California law their rights that were protected by the Constitution. That is going to be held in defiance in some states. And I would say, yes, prepare to defy. <laughs> Are you advocating people break the law? No. No, but I would say, yes, prepare to defy. So you are telling people to break the law because you're an unhinged imbecile and a lunatic. These six judges are under the misconception that anybody cares what they think. No, you're under the misconception that what they decided is now the law. So you're the one who has misconceptions, lunatic. Only 25% of people think the Supreme Court has any credibility. You know how many people think you do? Politicians? About 17%. You know how many people think media people have any kind of credibility? Less than that, about 15%. So I'd say the Supreme Court's way ahead of you, if indeed 25% is accurate, which I doubt. This is delegitimizing. And you'll hear those are the code words for the liberals over the weekend. Legitimacy, legitimacy, delegitimacy, delegitimization, delegitimization, legitimacy. They'll, they'll be telling you that all weekend, and they did. Who's Clarence Thomas, my Saudi Arabian father? Why are you picking on a black guy? There were five white people who voted with him. Why are you picking on a black guy? You racist? Leave the black guy out of this, you racist wench. I mean, it's just, it's too good when you think about it. And, of course, Biden leads the way with his fear-mongering and warning everybody that, oh, my God, your same-sex marriage is in jeopardy. I've warned about how this decision risks the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy. 
that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health. <laughs> the right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake. The right to marry the person you love. So all of a sudden, Biden is for the right to make your own health decisions? When did that happen? For God's sake. (laughs) So there he is telling you all these other things, the fear-mongering liberals, and Pelosi decided she'd join in and stoke the fire some more. And if you read, and again, we're all studying all this, but if you read what is in the very clear... One of the justices had his own statement. It's about contraception, in vitro fertilization, family planning. That is all what will spring from their decision that they made today. Oh, will it really? Well, that's interesting because she says, as we're all studying this, all we have to do is read Justice Alito, who wrote the decision, wrote the opinion, All I have to do is read what he wrote. He went out of his way to assure people that this was only about a constitutional right to abortion and wrote this in his, in his opinion to ensure that our decision is not misunderstood or mischaracterized, both of which Biden and Pelosi just did. We emphasize that our decision concerns the constitutional right to abortion and no other right. Nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. So they went out of their way, the Supreme Court did, to explain that what these fearmongers were going to say, and they knew that they would say it, is a lie. That doesn't stop the liars from saying it, though. Never has, never will. It's what they do. Now, of course, the other flip for them is, Let's let's make this a political issue. Abortion's going to be on the ballot in the fall. You betcha, Biden, Pelosi, and Harris. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose in the federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. Be aware of this. The Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. They cannot be allowed to have a majority in the Congress. You have the power to elect leaders who will defend and protect your rights. And as the president said earlier today, with your vote, you can act. And you have the final word. Yes, you do have the final word. Vote them out. Rid us of this curse that is liberalism in this country. Rid us of it as soon as humanly possible, which is November. Make no mistake about it, Biden says. Abortion is on the ballot. Oh, you wish, don't you? That monkey doesn't understand that Abortion is about 12th on the list of things that concern Americans as they go into November. Americans have a funny way of deciding what concerns them and what's on the ballot. 
Biden doesn't dictate it. Neither does Pelosi. They can't be allowed to have power. Oh, my God. But remember Pelosi the Christian as she spoke in such Christian language. There's no point in saying good morning because it certainly is not one. This morning, the radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court. American women today have less freedoms than their mothers. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom. What this means to women is such an insult. It's a slap in the face to women. Of course, that's all designed to get women to vote for them. You see, they couldn't care less about women. In fact, before this decision was rendered, they didn't even know what a woman was. They couldn't even define it. They have a Supreme Court justice who's been confirmed who couldn't define it. So now all of a sudden they care about women? They don't even know what a woman is. They've said so. She talks about health freedom. What's health freedom? Does anybody know what health freedom is? There's no such thing, but I was just wondering if I'm the only one sitting here scratching my head when I listen to a single-digit IQ woman talk like her, probably through 17 bottles of vodka, but who knows? If she drinks like her husband, she's a drunken fish. She blamed Donald Trump. Did you notice that, by the way? He has to be worked in. Women today have less freedoms than their mothers. You do? Anybody ban abortion last week? No. Not one person banned abortion. They want you to believe that because that's how they want to get you riled up. It just isn't true. No one banned anything in this decision. Simply said, you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion. It is now the purview of the states. Where it belongs. I'll be like Biden. Where it belongs. That's where it's supposed to be. So the Christian Pelosi lied through her teeth, and then the lawyer Biden decided to speak about Roe, sounding like the lawyer who graduated last in his class. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades of set balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. Well, I'm glad you gave us your view. Because your view, as somebody who may have graduated last in his law school class, has no bearing in any kind of sanity, legal authority, none. So your view is irrelevant. My view is irrelevant. The Constitution has spoken, and in this case, didn't speak. So because it didn't speak, it goes to the states. It's pretty simple. But Biden, the lawyer, can't figure that out because he's too stupid. He really is too stupid. That wasn't even a political statement by him. He's just dumb. He's one of the dumbest people God ever created. Again, I always question if God would ever create someone that stupid. I'm not sure. Hopefully when I'm in heaven someday, I'll be able to ask. And God will probably just wink at me. Say, what do you think? You think I'm that inept? Of course, no. 
as our research assistant points out, she hasn't seen Democrats this angry since the Republicans ended slavery. <laughs> she talks about how women today have less freedoms, Pelosi I'm talking about now, than their mothers. As our research assistant says, our mothers couldn't take the pill. It wasn't legal. So what is she talking about? An abortion wasn't legal. So Pelosi's mother, who must be 150, that's just a lie. It's a flat-out lie. You want to talk about your contraceptives? They couldn't use them. Our mothers couldn't use them, you dummy. God. Thank God for sane women like Harmy Dillon, a well-respected attorney who somehow or other resides in San Francisco. And she called Biden out for his lies and stupidity. Well, Biden is, as usual, about 50 years behind the curve. Uh, and so the privacy right that he talked about in Roe v. Wade isn't even the current law. So the, as this opinion points out, Roe based its uh, reasoning on this privacy right under the first, fourth, fifth, ninth and 14th amendments. But the most recent law, Casey, which refined this case, uh, really relies on only one aspect of the Constitution, which is substantive due process under the 14th Amendment, okay? And so what they tried to do in that Casey decision is sort of wrap abortion into that jurisprudence, which includes all of those other uh, aspects. But as this opinion points out, abortion is fundamentally different. Unlike the marriage cases, unlike these other fundamental rights cases, only abortion stops a human life. And that makes it absolutely unique in the law. And that is why a different analysis needs to apply to it. Thank you, Harmeet Dillon. These liberal fanatics act as though somehow abortion is the same as gay marriage. When two gay people get married, does someone die? I didn't think so. When someone is on the birth control pill, does someone die? Well, if they do die, something happened in their reaction to the pill, but nothing happened as a result of the law. But when you have an abortion, someone dies every single time. Oh, but they're not, they're not really alive. Well, you're going to hear from Abby Johnson a little bit later in the show. She was a woman who worked for Planned Parenthood. She actually witnessed, and she was pro-choice, uh, big abortion backer until the day she witnessed an abortion and was able to see what happened to that baby during the abortion. She'll describe it for you. It's coming up. You don't want to miss that because what she says should shut every big mouth liberal up forever. It won't, but it should. Well, we've heard from Pelosi the angry liberal, the drunken angry liberal. We've heard from Pelosi, the Christian woman. Now let's hear from Pelosi, the poet. From time to time, I quote this poem by Ehud Manor. Here is my home. I will not be silent, for my country has changed her face. My country has changed her face. I shall not give up on her. I shall remind her and sing into her ears until she opens her eyes. Clearly, we hope that the Supreme Court would open its eyes. Yes, we do. We hope the Supreme Court stops ruling what the, on what the Constitution tells us. 
So what she just advocates for is the Supreme Court should ignore the Constitution. Well, actually, she does. So why wouldn't the Supreme Court ignore that? The country has changed its face. It has changed its face, she repeated for us. It's true. Dramatically changed. And not for the better. But it's because of people like her that it's changed for the worse. By the way, did you know, you guys out there, you foolish guys, and I'm one of them, I'm a stupid guy, I didn't think that a man could get pregnant, stupid me, and then I didn't think that a man could get an abortion, even dumber. I mean, let's listen to the liberals. Just a reminder, it seems like everyone needs it, uh, not just women get abortions, people with uteruses get abortions, trans people get abortions, trans men, non-binary people, people of all genders get abortions. Love you. Thank you. We love you, too, you sick psychopath. (laughs) Well, don't stop there. That's just not some whacked-out liberal. Sandy Cortez says pregnant men are in jeopardy now. What the Supreme Court just did was that they chose to endanger the lives of all women and all birthing people in this country. Um, But not only that, they've chosen to strip rights from men, too, because, frankly, the right to our own bodies and the right to form our families, this is this is something that belongs to all of us. What is that woman even talking about? My God, I don't think stupid people should be allowed to walk this earth when you're that stupid. She's so stupid. She's dangerous. Mothers will die, she fear mongered. Forcing women to carry pregnancies against their will uh, will kill them. It will kill them, especially in the state of Arkansas, where there is very little to no support for life after birth uh, in terms of health care, in terms of child care, and in terms of combating poverty. This decision and this policy will kill people no matter what their, what the, their spin and what Uh, their talking points are. And that's what the data shows, and that's what the statistics show. And, of course, it doesn't show any of that, says Miss Spin. That's all this woman ever does is spin lies. And nothing she says, you ever notice, she talks in circles. Nothing she ever says makes any sense, never has any logical point or conclusion. This is a woman who now has been in Congress for, what, three years, hasn't authored a single piece of legislation. I guess she's big at the uh, Christmas parties for the House, though, for the liberals. She bartends. So at least she serves a purpose. But that would be it, other than the liberal networks putting her on television every time there's something to talk about, as if the world waits to hear her comments. I love to make fun of her because she's so illiterate. I think stupid people should be made fun of. I'm sorry, I do. Call me evil. Dr. Evil. But when you're this stupid, it needs to be pointed out. And liberals are, by their birthright, stupid. They're dumb people. Don't tell me you know a smart liberal, because I'll tell you, you're full of it. You don't know them very well. You do not know a smart liberal. I don't care what you say. Now, of course, these psychos, you heard the one say earlier, burn it down. I don't know what else to do. Burn everything down. They love violence. Here's a black man who lives in Washington, D.C., who's pleading for them to stop with the violence. 
I'm just going to make this video because I'm very, very familiar how this shit ends. And excuse my French. But please do not allow these politicians to provoke you with rhetoric. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Please do not let these politicians provoke you with their rhetoric. You see Maxine Waters down there? Looking like an old piece of chicken leg. Telling telling y'all what y'all need to do and what y'all should do. She's not going to be out there when it gets down to the get down, okay? Y'all see the AOC out there telling you what to do. She's not going to be able to get down when it comes down to the get down. I'm telling y'all from experience. Do not let these politicians rhetoric have your ass in a spot that you don't want to be in. Okay? Especially here in D.C., in case y'all didn't know, D.C. loves abortion. This Supreme Court decision has nothing to do with D.C., actually. D.C. has late-term abortions. You can have abortion almost to the last minute in D.C. You can fact-check that. That will not change. You ready to tear up the block? You ready to burn some stuff down? Don't bring that shit to D.C. You can have all the abortions you want here. Or you can go to D.C., New Jersey, Vermont, Connecticut, New Mexico, Oregon, Alaska. All of these places have long-term abortions. So y'all need to cheer up. All you people who love killing babies, cheer up. It's not over for you all. Please do not burn down our streets in the process. Thank you. <laughs> Mother Jefferson out there, she looks like an old piece of chicken leg. That is an apt description if ever I heard one. She's not going to get down when the getting gets down or however he said it. It's beautiful. These cowards run their big mouths, Sandy Cortez, Mother Jefferson Waters. They're not going to be anywhere near it. They want you to go out and cause violence, but they're not going to be there. They don't have the spine to do anything, much less go down and fight somebody or burn something down like the cowards that the liberals are. They're not going to get down when the getting gets down. An old piece of chicken leg. <laughs> He's right at the end. All you abortion queens, cheer up. Shoot, nothing happened to you. Cheer up. You got it knocked. You can have your abortions. You can still kill babies. All you baby killers, you said cheer up. Drink a toast. You can still do it. If you live in the right state, you can continue to murder. That's what this society is all about. If you're of a particular persuasion or sex, you can murder. Here's what's interesting to me again. I'll point that out every single chance I get. If you have stock in any of these companies who are going to pay for people to go interstate to get abortions, you need to be screaming bloody murder at those companies. I'm sorry, did I incite a riot? I said, scream bloody murder. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to to wake up some of the wokeness out there. What did he say? Did he say, scream bloody murder? He wants to kill people. He's inciting a riot. Have an investigation. My gosh. What is he, a Republican? A conservative? Oh, you...
telling you, it gets funny. I mean, absolutely funny. When you start listening to these people, when you start reading. And I do, for comedy's sake, read their tweets. Because it is funny. Imagine, by the way, in a co- living in a country now that is upset that babies are going to live. I find that fascinating, right? That upsets you? <laughs> that upsets you? It's pretty bizarre. But it does upset them. And that's sickening. And where is that leaker? I'm still pissed off about this leaker who leaked Sam Lito's decision not being caught. Why not? Why can't we catch him or her? We've got to be able to catch that person. Although the Supreme Court says they're the ones investigating. They're not bringing, if you can even imagine this, they're not bringing the FBI into it. They're not bringing any of those kinds of people into the investigation. They're handling it themselves. Hmm. Fascinating. Hey, listen to this uh, post of a liberal. While the world is going to shit and women have been reduced to mere brood mares, I wish my people a moment of peace. Now, this isn't someone who is famous. It's just some idiot. My people. Take a breath. Release your mind for tomorrow. We need to fight. We need to fight like never before. Here we go again. The violent people. Our daughters, nieces, granddaughters, all women deserve their freedom. But today, take a moment and rest. Take a moment and rest. Wow. Listen to this one. And I got to, because this is comedy. This is how stupid they are. Overturning Roe requires another law be passed that ensures men bear equal responsibility for pregnancies. Call it the Personal Responsibility Act. Using DNA as a, ver- as a verifi- DNA as a verification, paternity for every embryo should be established. And the male responsible obliged by law to support the woman and the child. Wait, 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 wait huh? This was a, a post on social media. As I wrote, it's called child support. It's already a law. But it's typical of liberals. They want more laws on top of laws that are already there. Now, how about we have a law that forces women to pay every time they tell a man they're on birth control when they aren't and they get pregnant? Do we want a law like that too? Why not? Of course, that never happens. No woman ever says she's on birth control and then gets pregnant, especially if the guy happens to have money. The whining never ends, right? It literally never ends. Here's how liberals are. Here's how soft this country is. I understand now that I'm not a mess, but a deeply feeling person in a messy world. I explain that now. When someone asks me why I cry so often, I say for the same reason I laugh so often, because I'm paying attention. (gasps) Wow, how deep. 
The depth, oh, the depth is just amazing. Wow. Mm. I got to hand it to them. This is beautiful stuff. I'm touched. Are you touched? How could you not be? Mother Jefferson was touched. She ran out onto the streets as if she's some sort of a tough guy and started making threats at the Supreme Court just like Schumer did. Neither one have been arrested, charged, or prosecuted. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. Do you ever think you'd see the day when a black woman would be so staunchly in favor of killing black babies? But there it was. Black women won't be intimidated. (laughs) You see this turnout? You ain't seen nothing yet. The turnout, by all accounts, all reporters there, was 50-50. There were pro-life people, there were pro-abortion people. But never let a lie get in the way of the facts, or the facts get in the way of a lie, I should say. Mother Jefferson has spoken. She's one of the people that advocates violence every time she opens her mouth. And yet, the same liberals like her, who are are so proud of the George Floyd murdering protesters of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and yet get outraged on January 6th, are laughable people. They're laughable excuses for human beings, as are liberals in general. But these people lay the groundwork. They're the ones who some people actually follow. And there's nothing that makes me happier than listen to liberals go off the deep end. The Republicans are plotting a nationwide abortion ban. You ain't seen nothing yet. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Today's decision on that theory, then, calls into question other rights that we thought were settled. The right to same-sex marriage. The right to interracial marriage. With Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. How is the health of women at risk? They act like women die during childbirth every five minutes. They don't. If one dies, that's one too many. Let's let's figure out how that can be solved. But the lie that they the lies that they permeate are unbelievable. And they have no remorse whatsoever for lying to people left and right. So liberals going nuts is one of my favorite sports. They are a psychotic group of lunatics who when they don't get their way, you've now heard a lieutenant governor in California and a congresswoman from California, no coincidence there. But there was also a senator from New York who encouraged violence toward the Supreme Court. You have a president who encourages violence 
towards Supreme Court justices. You have an attorney general who encourages violence towards Supreme Court justices. In fact, advocates for assassination of these Supreme Court justices. If you don't believe that, then why is it that Garland and Biden haven't said one word about a confessed potential assassin who was going to kill Justice Kavanaugh? Why haven't they said one word about a guy who's tweeting out, let's assassinate Clarence Thomas? Because they advocate these assassinations. They want them. You know what happens if you assassinate Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas? Biden gets to pick two liberals. Isn't it funny how they they freak out? My God, Donald Trump, these three justices. Well, who appointed the liberal justices? But you don't hear us whining and screaming about them. They never, ever, ever deviate from the liberal point of view. They don't care about the Constitution. They care about politics. But you don't hear us calling for their assassination because we're not nuts. Liberals are nuts. A sitting president and attorney general who advocate assassinations of sitting Supreme Court justices. This tells you what a banana republic we live in. This is the kind of stuff that goes on in Mexico. You know, drug cartels, they don't like somebody, they just kill them. That's what the leadership in this country is advocating. You don't like a Supreme Court justice, off them. We'll put our liberals in there. We'll show you. And it's not some sort of a joke. The one guy was there outside of his house with the guns to kill. Thank God he didn't do it. And now we've got another one threatening Clarence Thomas. Mm -mm -mm. They don't care. Josh Hawley recognizes what I've just said. And he understands exactly who's to blame if any violence breaks out. Look, this is really on Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. They have had literally months to tell Biden supporters, don't break the law. Don't go to the justices' homes. Quit threatening them. And what's happened? Instead, they've encouraged it. They said, oh, it's fine to protest and parade and picket at justices' homes. It's against the law. We've had an assassination attempt on a justice. Thankfully, it didn't work. I mean, he's still alive, and it didn't intimidate the court. But I can just tell you, this night of rage, which the Justice Department has known about for weeks now as a possibility, if it gets out of hand, this will be because of Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. They didn't stop the violence when they could have. They didn't tell Biden supporters to stand down when they should have. So it's on them. Carpe diem to Josh Hawley, who I don't always agree with. But it's okay to disagree with them. I don't want him assassinated. Only liberals go that route. They dig assassination. Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, John Kennedy. Kennedy's a Republican. He's a Republican through and through. He just knew if he ran as a Democrat, he'd win. Winsome Sears is a black woman who ran as a Republican in Virginia, as lieutenant governor of the last election cycle, and she won. Now the liberals hate that. They hate any they hate, they hate any black person who runs as a Republican. But she made a very cogent point when she talked about the Ku Klux Klan in relation to abortion. Ponder this thought, and she's right on target. 
2019, 15,000 plus abortions were done. 46% of them were done by black women. Now, if the KKK had said we will pay for every black woman to have an abortion who wants one, we would say to ourselves, wait a minute, something's up. Why don't they want us to have our babies? But you see that we, we, we don't understand what's going on. And so we're losing so many uh, black lives that matter. If the KKK funded these abortions, would these liberals be in favor of it? Because it would be clear what the KKK wanted, eliminate the black race. That's what Mar- Mar- uh, Margaret Sanger wanted to do. But you actually have liberal people, my sister, my late sister included in this group, who defended Margaret Sanger and said that everything that's been said about her is not true. I said, have you lost your freaking mind? And she had lost her mind. She'd been living uh, at my brother's house for a while while she was sick, and my brother's a flaming liberal. The insanity of otherwise smart people blows me away. What kind of a lunatic thinks Margaret Sanger is an okay kind of chick? She's a flipping racist murderer. That's what she was and will always be. If, if rational people control liberals, they would be rejoicing today that black lives are being saved. Who are you? That, I love it when they say, Who's, who are these six men? Here's who they are. They're Supreme Court justices, which we have at the top of the judicial system to make decisions that are final. That's who they are. And we've had it that way for some 200 years. Plus, that's who they are. The real question is, who are you to decide it's okay to kill babies, mostly black babies? You racist, bigoted liberals. That's what they are. Look, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. Liberals hate black people. Always have, always will. Again, who ended slavery? Conservatives. Who formed the Ku Klux Klan? Liberals. Do you really need to know anything else? I don't think you do. But somehow or another, because they controlled the media, therefore controlling the message, the liberals were able to convince a lot of people in this country, a lot of sheeple, that the liberals are for the minorities and these evil conservatives are against you if you're black. It's never been that case. Who put the first black person on the Supreme Court? Republicans. (laughs) I mean, give me a break. Who put the first woman on the Supreme Court? Republicans. Somehow the liberals still have the idea out there through the media that they're the ones who support minorities, and yet it's actually the Republicans who've been doing that forever. While the liberals have been off forming the Ku Klux Klan. And no doubt cheering it on, as Biden did, with his friendship to the imperial or grand cyclops of the Klan. Eulogizing him. I've eulogized people in my life, family members, who I deeply loved. I wouldn't eulogize them if I didn't love them. Joe Biden eulogized a Klan member, not only a member, but the grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan, Robert Byrd, one of his best buddies. 
again, you don't need to know anything else, do you? Now, you heard what Winston Sears said. Here's what Stacey Abrams said in response to Winston Sears. I think that's a very specious argument that's used to cloak what is, I think, a deeply disturbing approach to this conversation. Black women in Georgia face the highest maternal mortality rate. They are three times more likely to die. We know that black women are the most likely to be underserved by their medical care. And we know that sometimes the choice that they need to make medically, economically, and personally is to have an abortion. If she, if Lieutenant Governor Sears or others want to address the racial dimensions, then we have to address all of the racial dimensions. The likelihood of women, black women being underpaid, the likelihood of black women leaving, living in broken public health infrastructures, the likelihood of them not having access to Medicaid, and and not having access to insurance, which tends to lead to worse pregnancies and worse outcomes. Black women being underpaid. Can you show me where they are? I'd love to meet them. Because I'd love to meet something so rare that it would cure cancer. What black woman is underpaid in this country today? There isn't one. There, I don't care when you take the lowliest job in America doesn't matter what it is, what you deem the lowliest job is. If there's a white woman and a black woman both working it, they're getting paid the same. She's just a bigoted, racist pig. That's all she is. She hates you if you're white like you can't believe. Hates you. Jonathan Turley is a legal scholar. We've had him on the show so very many times to explain things. As w- and when you hear him, you have you can't have anything but respect for him. He explained this decision probably as, as simply as I have, but let's hear Jonathan Turley on it so that the liberals maybe can wake up because he didn't vote for Donald Trump. In Roe, was criticized by many liberal academics. I mean, people like Lawrence Tribe called it a smokescreen. Uh, as you saw, Ginsburg herself said it went too far. Uh, so this wasn't an inviolate decision. It wasn't a decision that was widely accepted in terms of its analysis. And their argument was not that abortion should be unlawful. They're not saying anything about what should happen to abortion. They're saying more who should make that decision. And they said in, in the opinion that in 1973, they essentially stopped a political debate that was going on in the country. And what they said today was... Have at it. Have that debate. That's what they said. And by the way, when that lieutenant governor in California starts criticizing, who are these six men? As our research assistant points out, one of the six men is a woman. (laughs) They're just ludicrously stupid. That's how much some of these women hate men. And honestly, some of them, this is just cold, hard truth. Some of them never have to worry about getting pregnant. Never. But once again, when they keep saying the woman's health is at stake, close your legs and and your health is fine. If you can't get birth control, stop having sex. Good God. Is it really that hard? If you told me that if I walked down to the street corner and it's going to be fun down there. I'm going to enjoy some moments of pure ecstasy. But your life will be horribly ruined if you do that. Do you think I'll walk down to the street corner? 
No. So if these women think their life is horribly ruined if they become pregnant, why are they having sex? Smarter people than I would weigh in on that. Now here's some more lies from the mouth of Pelosi as she drools some more. Now about the gun issue that was determined by the Supreme Court last week, allowing people to carry guns and abortion. She somehow compares the two and claims they're inconsistent. This is a beauty. Such a contradiction. Yesterday, the the states cannot make laws governing the constitutional right to bear arms. And today, they're saying the exact reverse, that the states can overturn a constitutional right for 50 years, a constitutional right for one having the right to choose. The hypocrisy is raging, but the harm is endless. Endless. The hypocrisy is raging. Let me tell her what hypocrisy is, okay? It's when you say one thing and do another. You're a hypocrite. She has no idea what the Constitution says. This woman has never read the Constitution. If she has read it, she is a pathological liar. Now, we do know that she is that, but she's now also a pathological liar when it comes to the Constitution and what it says and doesn't say. The The Second Amendment tells you that there is a constitutional right to carry a gun. It's been reaffirmed by the Supreme Court and an opinion by Justice Scalia. Now, if the day comes when a Supreme Court would rule somehow that the Second Amendment doesn't say what it says, well, that would be bizarre. But the abortion idea is not mentioned in the the Constitution. So the Supreme Court rightly returned it to the states. Where is it mentioned, Pelosi? Because you compared the two. The gun issue is mentioned in the Constitution. Therefore, the Constitution rules. If it isn't mentioned in the Constitution, the states rule. Is this too difficult for her and for liberals in general to understand? Can they not comprehend that basic truth? I didn't think it was that hard myself. Man, when I was going through law school, there were parts of constitutional law that I found really confusing. But not this. It's pretty basic. If it's in the Constitution, it is the law of the land. If it isn't, then it's left to the states. Abortion isn't. Gun ownership is. But why, again, why let the facts get in the way of a good lie? How can you fear monger if you're not lying? So what's the solution for liberals? Well, the bartender, Pocahontas, and Presley claim it's let's pack the court because remember the key words here, uh, folks, there's no legitimacy anymore. The, The liberal central sent that word out. The Supreme Court has dramatically overreached its authority. This is a crisis of legitimacy. This court has lost legitimacy. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices. Uh, Given the extremism, the far-right extremism, and the imbalance uh, and the compromised integrity of the Supreme Court, we need to expand the courts. Let's examine those three lunatics. 
Sandy Cortez, the bartender, that noted legal scholar, says that the Supreme Court has overreached its authority. Just so she understands, the authority given to the Supreme Court is to rule on cases involving constitutional issues. That's their authority, bartender. I'm sure you missed that in constitutional law. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't go to law school. So why would I expect you to understand that? But now I'm explaining to you, that's how simple it is. The Supreme Court's authority is to rule on constitutional issues. Somehow her conclusion is they've overreached their authority. But of course that was being in in, in an interview with Upchuck Todd, Chuck U. Todd, who is beyond stupid. He might be dumber than she is. So of course he wouldn't catch that and ask her about it. Wait a minute. Uh, That is the authority of the Supreme Court. She claims they overreached it. He should have said, well, what is their authority then if they overreached it? (laughs) But that'll never go challenged. So they overreached their authority. Then Pocahontas, both of them saying legitimacy. It's about legitimacy. It's about our democracy. It's about greed and power, as always is. But she says, there's no confidence in the Supreme Court. So how do we get confidence in the Supreme Court? We bring in more. Well, wait a minute. If you don't like the, well, not the set nine, if you don't like the six that are in there, you want to bring in more of the same people you don't like unless you can determine who they are. That's why they're in favor of assassinating political, uh, excuse me, Supreme Court justices, because then Biden gets to pick. If I'm those Supreme Court justices and the government won't give me security, I will hire security myself. Because it's open season on the Supreme Court justices now. It will not surprise me one iota if one of them is murdered. And maybe more than one. Because they got to get two. It's a 5-4 majority. It's not 6-3. So they got to get two to swing it back in their favor. So Biden claims he's not in favor of packing the court, but he is in favor of Supreme Court justice assassination. He's definitely in favor of that. Or perhaps making their life so miserable that one of them would resign so he can appoint a judge. Your days of appointing justices are over, buddy, unless one of them happens to die. Because after 2024, Democrats won't have the White House for decades. I don't believe, of course, unless they fix elections, and that's always the worry, but this country will never vote for another Democrat president unless we put Mickey Mouse up as the Republican choice. But they have plenty of Mickey Mouses and Minnie Mouses in their stable, so the chances of of Mickey being worse than what they would put up is almost undeniably stupid. So you've heard all of these people bitch and moan and whine, and, oh, my God, it's legitimacy of the Supreme Court. It's overreaching their authority. But their liberal hero, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, was anti-Roe as well. Why? Because it was on shaky legal ground. Roe became a symbol, I think, for the right to life movement. They had a single target to hit at. This decision, this most undemocratic decision by nine uh, justices who nobody elected to make policy for the country. My, my criticism of Roe is that 
it seemed to stop the momentum, which was, and the momentum was in, on the side of a change. Carpe diem to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No wonder Scalia liked her. They didn't agree on much, but they agreed on that. But she was following the Constitution as justices are admonished to do. That's how they gain their authority. They're supposed to rule according to that document. Joe Biden. But you know what? When all else fails, let's call on Candace Owens. She'll take no prisoners in excoriating these liberals. I'm just so tired of the lies surrounding the pro-choice argument, pretending that women are not being harmed by these policies. I know six women that have had an abortion throughout my lifetime. You know, the first four of them were peer pressured. You have men that are demanding that they get abortions. This was a law that was decided by seven white men, right? You have men that are boyfriends that are are threatening domestic violence in situations. You have parents that are pressuring them, pretending that, you know, if you have this child, it's going to ruin your life. And at the end of the day, you have an educational system that has been predatory, convincing women that it's an easy choice when these women suffer at the end of these abortions, there is nothing that is pro-women about, about abortion at all. It is It has always been a predatory system that has been in place for a very long time, and we should be celebrating the end of it and need to have a real conversation about what's been going on in general. I'm seeing a lot of people enter in these race arguments. That's especially egregious. No one's ever accused Maxine Waters of being smart, but we have accused her of being corrupt. And I think the fact that she keeps correlating this to black America and how black Americans are suffering because of this, and we saw Amy Schumer talk about how this is what slaveholders wanted. Let's be very clear. Planned Parenthood and abortion was predatory first and foremost to black women. This is on the basis of eugenicism. Look into the history of Planned Parenthood. Let's not ignore the fact that Margaret Sanger was an avowed eugenicist who wanted to get rid of people that she deemed to be unfit and undesirable. That included black women, that included Italians, that included a bunch of um, immigrants that were coming over legally to the country. They wanted to protect the Nordic white pure race. So I'm tired of this, this sort of washing of history and what they really want is just to further themselves in their own self-interest, the lobby groups, people that are receiving money and that are, are, as you pointed out, just corrupt politicians that don't care about the women that are suffering at the end of these abortions. I'm, I'm proud that, I, I do want to say this, that mob justice did not rule in this circumstance. You know, I'm, I'm proud that despite the Supreme Court justices having their lives threatened, they actually stood up and they took a stance and they said, you know what, this is the Constitution and we're going to stand by the Constitution and that needs to happen more often. Carpe triple diem, Candace Owens. Everything she said's right. Every single word. And I haven't taken the time, because I've been laughing at liberals all weekend, but this morning I should be doing what she just did. Point out that these Supreme Court justices who voted to end Roe versus Wade based on the Constitution, in spite of assassination threats and attempts in spite of a sitting president and attorney general who encouraged this violence toward them were so courageous that they didn't waver. They didn't alter their opinion. They didn't change their vote based on the constitution. They didn't cave into Hollywood or drunken politicians or single digit IQ politicians or bartenders. They didn't cave into any of them. They courageously stood their ground in defense of the Constitution. If you want to know the definition of patriotism, it's those six judges. Five and a half, really, because Roberts was wavering. But you can't become more courageous than they were. And Samuel Alito, in writing the opinion for the majority, as I read earlier, 
knew that there are people out there that are so stupid that they would start making this political argument that, oh, my God, they're coming after gay marriage. So he intentionally spoke about it in the decision. That never happens, by the way. Never. Opinions are written about the case at hand, not potential future cases. But he did that to shut these fear-mongering misfits up. And he did it very well and very eloquently. Now, the other argument these liberals have been trying to make, and you hear Cortez make it, Cortez actually went so far as to say that in a bartender's world, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett should all be impeached for lying under oath during their confirmation hearings that they wouldn't overturn Roe versus Wade. Never mind that the only person lying is Sandy Cortez. None of them ever said they wouldn't overturn it. Not one. Joe Manchin has said publicly with a statement that he's disappointed that they misled him by saying that Roe is settled law and precedent. So they didn't mislead you. They told you the truth. It was settled law and it had a, it, it had strong precedent. That doesn't mean it can't be overturned. The antitrust laws involving baseball were overturned after almost a century. So don't tell me things don't get overturned. According to the liberals, any decision that favors them should never be overturned. And every decision that favors the conservative way of life should be overturned. So they don't really care about precedent when it serves their interest. It's only after that that they care. Wait a minute, wait a minute. we got to keep this case. This serves our arguing, our bitching, our moaning. And boy, do we know how to do that. So I give credit to the Supreme Court judges who courageously stood their ground and would have nothing to do with caving into the mob. Candace is right, the mob lost. They lost. But most importantly, the rule of law and the Constitution won, and the justices who they claimed lied in their confirmation hearings didn't lie at all. Do you know how I know that? Because I went back, and I found the pertinent uh, moments when they were questioned about Roe versus Wade. Here's Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett responding to questions about the status of Roe versus Wade. It is a precedent of the United States Supreme Court. It was reaffirmed in Casey in 1992 and in several other cases. So a good judge will consider it as precedent of the United States Supreme Court worthy as treatment of precedent like any other. One of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years, as you know. I can't pre-commit or say, yes, I'm going in with some agenda. Roe versus Wade clearly held that the Constitution protected a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy. Did any one of them say they would never overturn Roe versus Wade? They did not. They did not. Lindsey Graham went so far as to ask Gorsuch if in his conversations with President Trump, he was asked to do it. Had you ever met President Trump personally? Not until my interview. 
In that interview, did he ever ask you to overrule Roe v. Wade? No, Senator. What would he have done if he if he'd asked? Senator, I would have walked out the door. There you have it. Not only did President Trump not ask it, none of these justices ever promised not to. Because that would be so out of their realm. You don't promise to a pack of corrupt senators that you'll do A or B. You have to have the case in front of you with all the pertinent facts. None of them ever said they wouldn't overturn it. None of them ever said they would overturn it. All of them said the Constitution dictates the answer. Since most of us will never get the horrific opportunity to witness an abortion happening as it happens, or even on video, we have to take the word of people like Abby Johnson, who was once an employee of Planned Parenthood, who witnessed abortions. Now, she said that most times they didn't do the sonar abortion, where you could actually see, but she was, in one instance, asked to hold that piece of equipment on the stomach of the mother so that the doctor could see the baby during the abortion procedure. Here's how Abby Johnson described what happens to a baby who's 13 weeks old, just 13 weeks old. And my job was to hold the ultrasound probe on the woman's abdomen during the abortion so that the doctor would be actually be able to see the baby during the procedure. And um, we did the measurement. We found that the woman was 13 weeks along. By 13 weeks, everything is fully formed on an unborn child. And uh, I watched in horror as this 13-week-old baby fought and struggled for his life against the abortion instruments. And um, I knew then that there was life in the womb, that there was humanity in the womb. And um, I knew that if those things were true, that I was on the wrong side of this debate. Carpe diem, Abby Johnson. She was on the wrong side of this debate. She saw life end. She saw a little baby, 13 weeks old, struggle for its life against the murdering doctor. If you saw an adult down on the street corner in the middle of Chicago or St. Louis struggling for their life against an assailant, wouldn't you think it was horrific? And that that assailant should go to jail forever? Of course you would. But hey, it's just a baby. And more importantly, it's a black baby. So it's okay to kill the black babies. We don't mind that at all. Once again, the liberals mistakenly show their true colors, and their color is not black. They're all in favor of killing black babies. In fact, they couldn't enjoy it more. And they want you to know, you, you to understand what a racist you are for not wanting to kill more black babies. <laughs> you go figure. I know that breakfast is open to all people at Taco Bell. And at the locations that you know that they have breakfast at any one of the locally owned and operated Taco Bells, you can find a grilled breakfast burrito for a dollar with bacon bits off their dollar crave menu. Now, don't go to ones that aren't locally owned and operated. There's one by my house that I skip all the time because it's not locally owned and operated. And in fact, doesn't have breakfast, has signs up that, oh, we won't be open till 11 o'clock today as you pass by and look at it. It's amazing. But the locally owned and operated Taco Bells are all there for you. And, in fact, they have a breakfast quesadilla as well that is less than $2. They have other items off that dollar crave menu, which runs all day and into late night. 
double stuffed tacos for a buck, grande burritos for a buck, a $5 Crave menu. You can get a double chalupa with two tacos in a box with a soft drink for $5. So a dollar Crave menu and a $5 Crave menu. Two different AM Crunch wraps are under $3, so is the Grande Scrambler. Folks, you can't get any better. And you can't get more food for less money than Taco Bell. Here's where the locally owned and operated locations are. Chesterfield Valley, Washington, Cape Girardeau, Jackson, Union, St. Clair. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Jerseyville, Decatur, Salem, Troy, Columbia, Springfield, Carbondale, and DuCoin. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. All right, our good friend Kevin Russell sent us uh, a clip of a Johnny Carson, uh, Mighty Carson Art Players, when Carson decided he would be Ronald Reagan. I remember Johnny Carson, when he dressed up like Ronald Reagan, he looked like Ronald Reagan. Those makeup people were spectacular. This is pure comedy at its best. This is how you made fun of a president when comedy was king. If you remember, James Baker was... Uh, the assistant, the top assistant to President Reagan, James Watt was his interior of the secretary. It's a spoof on who's on first. I think you'll love it. Well, now would you would you send in Jim Baker, please? <laughs> morning, Mr. President. Well, good morning, Jim. Just just sit down there. Yes, sir. Mr. President, your press conference is scheduled to begin in an hour, so we only have a short time for me to brief you on the kind of subjects that the press may throw at you. Well, now, the the environment is on their minds, and I'm, well, I'm sure they'll ask me about my Secretary of the Interior. What? I said I'm sure they'll ask me about my <laughs> Secretary of the Interior. What? Jim, I just told you I think they'll ask about my Secretary of the Interior. James what? You're scheduled to go swimming with him tomorrow morning at the Y. Where? Why? Why? That's right. With what? With what? I don't even know with who, Jim. Not who. What? Well, now, Jim, let's let's get this straight. I'm I'm going swimming tomorrow with with who? What? Where? Why? Jim, let's go on to the the Middle East now. I'll uh, I'll need the the first name of the head of the PLO, that uh, that Arafat guy. Yes, sir. I said I'll, I'll need the first name of the head of the of the PLO. Yes, sir. Jim, it's it's nice of you to be polite, but uh, but uh, what is his name? No, sir. Yes, sir. Well, now you're you're giving me two different answers, Jim. Now, what is his name? No, sir. Yes, sir. Well, now I I ask you, what is the first name of the head of the PLO, and you tell me, no, sir. That's right. Then you tell me, yes, sir. Absolutely. You got it. I got what? He's the Secretary of the Interior. Jim, I don't understand why you're doing this. Oval Office, Baker. Yes? 
you have the head of the Republic of China calling for the president. Premier Chung Dung Hu. Hold on. Mr. President, who's on the phone? Well, now, Jim, I don't know who's on the phone. That is correct. What's correct? No, he's your Secretary of the Interior. Now, Jim, let's, let's start all over here very quietly. Just, just tell me, Jim, who is on the phone? Who is on the phone? Who? Yes, sir. That Arafat guy is on the phone, Jim? No, sir. Who is? What? Swimming tomorrow morning at the Y. Welcome back in. How funny was that? <laughs> now that's classic stuff. That's when comedy was king. We thank Kevin Russell for uh, sharing that with us. <laughs> Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746. Those people were clever. How about the comedy writers for Johnny Carson's show back in the day? That is brilliance, folks. That is comedy gold. Comedy gold. And it doesn't get any better. But you'll never hear it anymore. That's the worst part of it. You'll never hear it anymore. It's very sad. By the way, have you noticed that um, the Catholic Church has a pope as its leader? You knew that. Why hasn't he weighed in on this Roe versus Wade deal? He might give some clarity to it for some of these idiot liberals. Dave is up first. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Kevin, good morning. I'm doing very well. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. A couple things. You know, I've uh, I, I've seen a handful of autopsies uh, that took place, obviously, for, you know, ver- various reasons. And they were upsetting to me just because that's a human who was who died. Uh, and they're trying to find out why they died. Uh, but then to just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you don't know how to keep your legs closed or the man you're with, you know, let's make this perfectly clear. We're not blaming just the woman when she gets pregnant because normally, at least as far as I know, unless things have changed, it takes two. So between the two of you idiots, you have not taken the proper protection. So just to, I, I, Kevin, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom, first of all, a doctor who violates the hypocritic oath doing that. But second of all, a woman who is a mother being in that room while they butcher a baby. I'm trying to figure out how sick somebody has to be to do that. Especially the description that that lady gave of it. Uh, That's a doctor doing that to that baby while the baby fights for its life. Well, and... Obviously, we, we look to protect the baby first and foremost. But here's here's another question I have. Now, we all know that single men can't raise kids, Kevin, correct? Nod, nod, wink, wink. 
why is it that there's not something in place that says the, the mother has to notify the father that she's pregnant, and if he so desires to have custody of the child, that she has to give the father the baby? Because, Kevin, again, you I, you, I know you know you, you couldn't successfully raise a child by yourself. That's very true. Uh, you know where where's that protection for the for the baby and the man? Well, there's no protection for the baby. Um, oh, none. Zero. The man doesn't need protecting really. But what happens here is that the man has never had a say, and that's always bothered me. Um, I think the man should have a say. Now, the final say should be up to the woman, I suppose. But the the point is, adoption is your option. And it, it doesn't make sense to me when you say who has the final say. My point is the final say in whether or not the mother wants to adopt, not whether or not the mother wants to kill the baby. Killing is murder. Yes. So do you want to put it up for adoption? Maybe the father should say, go ahead and have the baby. I'll raise it myself. Yeah, because God knows we, we know the man doesn't have a say in paying child support. They could just take it from you. No. But like I said, when when is the court going to, or when is the Supreme Court or the Congress going to enact a law that says any woman who claims that she's on birth control uh, in order to get pregnant from a man who isn't aware of it, what happens to that? Nothing. Pish posh, Kevin. That's, that's not accountable. Details. No, no. One one final thing in closing, Kevin. Great show as always. Uh, thank God for the podcast and everything else. But here's my suggestion that I hope the extreme right. And I hope the extreme left are well-armed and just take each other out because then we don't have to worry about, first of all, their silliness. But second of all, them reproducing and having more moronic kids. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you can't get dumber than the liberals in this country. And it's a scary proposition that we have to live with them. We shouldn't have to. And you know what? You, you we know, don't have to. We don't have to. It's within our strength to do something about it. I guess we're going to sit back and take it, but we need to elect politicians who will be all in favor of secession as they're talking about in Texas. The rest of the country needs to wake up, be like Texas. Not be like Mike, be like Texas. We're not talking Mike Obama, are we? No, no, we're not. <laughs> Kevin, the tweets of those those people from Hollywood, they're absolutely insane. They're beautiful. But I thank them. I thank them, Kevin. Because now I've added more people to my movie list that I don't watch. Right. Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson was one of my favorite actors. I don't watch anything with him anymore. I don't care if I like the movie or not. Yeah, he Samuel. was. Well, he lost me when he did that little video how much he hated white people. So that was the end for me with him. How, how that guy's ever been hired to do a movie? Can you imagine if a white actor would say how much they. Black, Brad Pitt, for instance, I just hate black people. I hate everything about them. You think he'd ever get a movie role? No, never. Never. Well, Samuel, to you, uh, because this is a family show, I say, F you, Samuel. There you go. You big, big, fat F you. And yet he and Spike Lee get TV commercials on the credit card company, which I would never own, that credit card, um, all throughout these NCAA basketball tournament games. It's amazing to me that Samuel L. Jackson and Spike Lee get hired to do anything. Two black racists. Two black racists who are hired by woke cowards. Yep. Yep. Kevin, thanks a lot. I'll let somebody else get on. Appreciate it. Carpe Diem. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Carpe Carpe Diem to you as well. 
Yeah, that's what it is with Samuel L. Jackson. Here's some more of these tweets from the Hollywood elite. Uh, Now, this is about the gun issue that the Supreme Court ruled on the day before the abortion issue, the Roe versus Wade. (laughs) Julianne Moore, who's irrelevant. Here's the one thing I love about him. It's always the ones who are desperate to remain relevant that go to Twitter. They're They're not relevant anymore, so they desperately try to become relevant. Supreme Court has put the desires of the gun extremists over the safety of our children. What, because... They let people carry guns. The people they're letting carry guns in public places are not murdering children. The reason children are being murdered in schools or gays in nightclubs is because they're soft targets. That's it. Whoopi Goldberg, the ruling represents a middle finger to New York. No, just a middle finger to you, Whoopi. Truly disgraceful ruling, says Barbara Streisand. She, I guess she got off her private beach long enough to tweet on both of these rulings. Wow. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? As Clarence Thomas wrote in the opinion on the gun issue, we know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. 100% true. If the Second Amendment says you have the right to carry a gun so long as you are licensed, then why can't you carry it in public? No other constitutional right forces you to demonstrate some reason for you to have it. Right? I mean, you don't have to demonstrate why you deserve freedom of speech. You just have it. So good for you, uh, Clarence Thomas. Of course, uh, Biden has designated him for assassination now. (laughs) You know, people have always disagreed with the court because these issues are highly divisive. A lot of times they're emotionally charged. And so what happens is, okay, I really can't stand that decision and Does it have constitutional backing? That's always the first question you should ask. And so you might end up saying, it's not the decision I can't stand. It's that particular part of the Constitution I can't stand. And yet it's the Constitution, so it stands. If we don't like an amendment in the Constitution, petition government to remove it. That's how we work. We don't say because... Rob Reiner thinks so. Oh, then let's just overturn that decision. But they think you should. All of these Hollywood elitists who have no relevance, they think you should. And believe me, they have no relevance whatsoever. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene had a great idea. She said if corporations are going to pay $4,000 plus to their female employees to kill their baby, they should pay them the same to celebrate life when their employees become mothers. Now, that makes sense. You know, the lady that all of the liberals hate, Marjorie Taylor Greene. But here's, here's when you know if you're on the right side of the Roe decision. When sudden Sam Page tweets this. 
Rolling back row. Now, let's keep in mind, nothing was rolled back. Nothing. A faulty decision made back in 1973 was corrected. No rolling back. Roe was gutted by the Casey case. Rolling back Roe triggers a major public health crisis in Missouri. Oh my God, there's a health crisis. I didn't, I thought it was, are you sure he's not talking about the pandemic? He says, where our state legislature has already discussed some of the most extreme laws in the country. Extreme? Again, this is a constitutional issue. He says abortion should be legal, safe, accessible, and affordable. Therefore, our health department will consult with every abortion provider and use every resource of St. Louis County government to ensure county employees and residents have access to the services they need to stay healthy. Now, is he telling us, thank God I don't live in St. Charles or St. Louis County. I never would as long as he's around. He's telling you, you folks who live in St. Louis County, that if some St. Louis County woman or government employee, for God's sake, as Biden says, wants to get an abortion, that the county is going to pay for it out of your tax dollars. Did you know that? Now, they're not going to pay for it here. They're going to pay for them to travel across state lines to get it, thereby ensuring more cost to you, the taxpayer. Are you happy with that? How about all you nitwits who voted for Sudden Sam Page? Are you happy with that? He's decided unilaterally to take your tax money and use it to fund abortions and those who want them, even if they have to travel to get them, which they have to do because it is now outlawed in the state of Missouri. But it almost sounded like he's going to defy the law because he says he'll use every resource of St. Louis County government to ensure county employees and residents have access to the services they need to stay healthy. Stay healthy? I didn't know that a woman being pregnant was unhealthy. Is it? Didn't know that. All you ladies who've had babies, did you feel unhealthy? Because you had a baby? Most women that I know of, now there could be some exceptions, of course, but women that I know of, when they become pregnant, they're glowing. They're excited. They're happy. But Sam Page said, you need to kill that baby in order to stay healthy. His mother didn't listen to that instruction. He's here. His mother decided that she'd be unhealthy, I guess, because she gave birth to Sam Page. We don't know if she regrets it, but she did. You know, you look around the sports world, there are a lot of black athletes who came from horrible financial situations, a ton of them. According to the liberal doctrine, They all should have been aborted because, after all, financial is one of the main reasons for abortion. I mean, this is going to cause a financial hardship on the mother. What about Carol Swain, Dr. Carol Swain? What about her? She got pregnant at 16, had, I believe, three babies by the time she was 19. 
She went on to an Ivy League education and one of the most brilliant women in the country, and all of her kids are healthy. She's healthy. But Sam Page says she can't be healthy. She had children. Sam Page says you will not be healthy if you don't get an abortion. How do you like that, St. Louis County? Does that make you feel good? That's a tweet by him, by the way. By Sudden Sam Page. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know if you can get more bizarre than that, can you? He's a real strange duck. This guy's a doctor, by the way. I mean, an actual medical doctor. An OB doctor, if I recall correctly. And there he is, telling you kill babies. (laughs) See, when you use the logic to break it down... You have to laugh at their stupidity. But Sam Page has now made a public policy in St. Louis County that a pregnant woman is an unhealthy woman. She needs to abort the baby, and he will pay for it out of your tax dollars. Now, if he had said that when he was running for office, would he have been elected? I don't think so. By the way, if you notice, he's calling his own mother an unhealthy mother because she didn't abort him. Do we wish she would have? Now, we'd never say that. But the point is, she didn't, and that's the only reason he's here. It's unconscionable how these people get elected to office. Of course, they lie. They don't tell you what they're really going to do. As I said, if Sudden Sam Page was so intent on this, being the case, he's an anesthesiologist. I said he was an OB doctor. A research assistant caught me there. Either way, the man's a doctor. So that would make me wonder as an anesthesiologist, if a woman was in the pre-op about to deliver a baby and sudden Sam was perhaps giving her a block, would he try to kill her or kill the baby more importantly? Because he knows that the woman being pregnant, by the very fact that she's pregnant, she's unhealthy. I mean, that's what he said. So do we need to inquire and investigate any pregnant women that Sudden Sam Page gave some uh, some kind of a block to? I think we do need to investigate that. Did any of the babies end up dying? And if they did, what was his role? That's a logical explanation for an investigation. He's made it clear that his view is that any pregnant mother is unhealthy. So when your OB doctor tells you as you go back for different visits, as you're going through your pregnancy, when your OB doctor says everything checks out fine, the baby's completely healthy, you should say, no, no, you don't understand. I'm unhealthy. Well, why? Because I'm pregnant, you fool. Go ask Sam Page. He'll tell you. Wow. It's pretty sad, isn't it? 
For the last couple of minutes of the show, I want to talk a little bit about sports. Last night, the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. It is a great year to be a Cronky family member. It's always a great year to be a Cronky family member. After all, he's a billionaire. But his Rams and his Colorado Avalanche now have won a Super Bowl title and a Stanley Cup title twice each. He has four championship trophies, two Super Bowls, two Stanley Cups, and he's the only owner in history that I'm aware of who has now won them both in the same season. Unbelievable. I have to applaud that. St. Louisans hate that because they hate Stan Kroenke. They don't know why, really. They think they know why. They think Stan Kroenke lied to them, took the team out of Dodge, and made the team horrible on the field so that he could leave. The team's performance on the field never had anything to do with whether he could leave or not. That was a legal issue based on a provision in the lease that St. Louis signed that Tom Eagleton gave up all rights to anything that St. Louis had. So forget about the, oh, he made the Rams a terrible team. That didn't matter. It's irrelevant. Did he lie to St. Louis? No. When did he lie? Well, he said he didn't have any intention of leaving. Well, he never said that, but he said his plan was not to leave. That's a pretty subjective comment. We don't know if that's true or not. Because when he said it, it was more than a year before he actually left. So in a year's time, could he have changed his mind when he noticed the ungodly economic windfall he was going to experience by moving? When St. Louis continued to deteriorate, when St. Louis had the Ferguson nightmare, when some of his own players in St. Louis came out with their hands up, maybe he decided he'd had enough of St. Louis. Can you blame him? What team owner of any professional sports team would want to house their team in downtown St. Louis? Cardinals are crazy. Crazy. And by the way, speaking of the Cardinals, when will Cardinal fans become upset with the DeWitts? Now, you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl while Stan Kroenke owned the team, went to another Super Bowl. The Cardinals won two World Series while the DeWitts owned the team, went to another one. The Cardinals refused to make their team competitive to win again. Stan Kroenke has made his team not only competitive to win again, he did win again. He made his hockey team competitive to win, and they did win another one. I don't know how much more you can do in sports. I suppose his Arsenal soccer team could win the English Premier League title, and then he would complete the triple crown of championships. Don't know that that's ever going to happen. They're not very good. But here in America, he is the reigning champion of sports owners. In terms of pure success, he's the best. I mean, if you win one Stanley Cup or one Super Bowl title in your life as an owner, you're thrilled. He won two of each and two in the same year. So quit your caterwauling and your whining and your bitching and moaning. You sound like a pack of liberals. Stan Kroenke left St. Louis, and he enumerated the reasons why. It was a failing region economically. It was only getting worse. Companies were leaving. They weren't coming in. New businesses weren't coming in. 
And that is all true still today. The city of St. Louis is a shithole. The crime is rampant. In fact, I want to pat Cronky on the back for leaving. I had hoped when he left that he would wake these losers up, all these corrupt politicians in St. Louis, but it didn't. How can you wake people up from 50 years of stupidity? It's pretty hard, absent a Supreme Court ruling. So there they were last night winning a Stanley Cup while the Cardinals were losing to the Cubs for the second time in three days at home after blowing a 5 to nothing lead. Now, why aren't people mad at the DeWitts? Because they keep the Cardinals here. Oh, that's your answer. Well, that's pretty interesting. Because while you're keeping the Cardinals here, and if that's your thrill, are you thrilled to go down there and pay the prices? Because let me tell you, there's a judge here in town, and I can tell you his name since he posted it on Facebook. He's a friend of mine, John Newsham. And John apparently went down to the ballpark yesterday, had a good time, even though the Cardinals lost, or, or maybe it was Saturday. But he went down to the ballpark. Uh, it was Saturday. The Cardinals won. He said that during the game he went to get something to eat. He thought about a cheeseburger and fries, but then he saw the price. $16.17 for a cheeseburger and fries. He said, I declined. I looked up the worth on the Cardinal owner, saw a website that he's worth about $1.1 billion. In 2018, the Atlanta Falcons announced they were cutting prices for concessions because the owner wanted to. Judge Newsom says, hmm, what a novel idea. He then took a picture of the menu at the Gas House Grill in Bush Stadium. That cheeseburger and fries, sixteen seventy-five. A hamburger and fries without cheese, fifteen seventy-five. A jumbo hot dog and fries, thirteen twenty-five. A brat and fries, thirteen seventy-five. Chicken tenders and fries—you probably get about three of them, fifteen fifty. A cup of cheese. So if you want a cheese cup to dip your pretzels in, maybe two fifty. Two dollars and fifty cents for a cup of cheese. Nachos, Tostitos, seven fifty. Nachos Supreme, eleven fifty. Helmet nachos, eighteen twenty-five. That tops the price list. French fries, five seventy-five. Popcorn, five fifty. Peanuts, five fifty. But St. Louisans are not upset with the DeWitts. Strange. Very strange. That's going to wrap us for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. We try to break it down for you. We try to point out the fallacies of the liars involved in the abortion situation and the constitutional issues that are involved. We'll be back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock Central Time. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.